So I went to go and see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I think the film is entertaining, but I really didn't like it and it gave me a headache. Okay. Yeah. I mean, have you heard much about like the reception of this film? It's, it's being a little bit mixed. I've been trying not to engage with it so it doesn't spoil anything because if you engage a little bit, something will come through and it'll ruin the whole thing. The script in this is like, it, it's, I think it's bad. I think the script in this is like hokey and corny and, oh no. and bad. And the, the level of the way in which this film tries to pace you through a lot that's going on with multiverses and multiple versions of characters. And it's like next scene, next scene, next scene. It can't pull it off because the quality of the script cannot sustain it. And by which you mean dialogue or do you Di- mean just storytelling? Dialogue, storytelling. I can tell that a producer went through and gone, no, 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 snappier. Keep it to the next scene. Next one, keep people engaged. We've got a lot to cover. Uh. Go, 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 go. And it's like the director is saying in every single scene, what about this scene? Do you like this scene? No, you don't like this scene? That's okay. The next scene just started because we're doing the next thing. And I just was there and I, I realized watching this, I was like, I'm not following this plot. And it's not because I don't understand what's going on in Marvel. It's not because I wasn't concentrating. I actually found it jarring to watch. Doctor Strange, it's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And like putting madness in the title is really appropriate because it is just like a load of insanity, like jumping from all of it. So this is the sequel to the first Doctor Strange. It's the latest film in the MCU. And it stars Doctor Strange, who's this wizard in, in, in New York. And it is dealing with, if you've been watching the recent Marvel films, the consequences of what's been happening when you start dealing and messing with the multiverse, which Marvel has been teasing for a while. And this film, as you can imagine, which has all been shown in the trailer, deals with jumping in and out of lots of different universes, multiple versions of characters, some of which are like different to that one. Sometimes the characters are controlling the other version of themselves through a different universe in a different place. And the scenes are jumping so much that I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't focus on this and I just don't care about where it's going and it, it really lost me it, it starts on a bad note in a really bad cg cg scene where they're jumping from like zero gravity platforms in a different universe and i was like this is not this isn't grounding me straight in it and it just never goes this is why we're here this is the consequence right. here's why to pay attention and i i found, I found it really disappointing and i, I didn't like it I'm, i thought i would I, I, that's a shame i mean I wanted it to, when I look at the poster and I see the trailer, I think, oh, I want to, I want to be taken on a wild ride yeah. and have, have fun, different versions of characters turn up and, and It's stuff. entertaining. It is entertaining. Do, it, you didn't make it sound entertaining. It's entertaining. It, it's, it's not like, you're not, you're not losing, you're not losing your concentration span. I just couldn't follow it very yeah, but well. It, it sounds like, that doesn't sound like entertainment to me. That sounds like it's just diverting. So it's just distracting. It's just <laughs> cut very quickly. And you know what you were saying before that we, we've complained about Marvel films as some that we love and some that we don't, but it does feel like it has been very designed by committee. Yeah. And I think what's quite annoying is that, that you know, you think about Chloe Zhao and Eternals, which was very much more like an yes. artist's work. And I think about this is, this is directed by Sam Raimi and it is such a Sam Raimi film. And there are like elements of like his, his horror chops and like the way in which he uses the way in which it's edit, edited is like a Sam Raimi film, but I didn't like the yeah. decisions that were made for that film. And I'm a bit annoyed at myself because I've kind of complained that Marvel's not been doing mm. that. And that has worked. Like, you know, when Taika Waititi jumped in to do Thor Ragnarok, yeah. it was like, wow, this is, this is such a wonderful comedic injection that yeah. that character of Thor really needed. Yeah. This is not what Doctor Strange mm. needed. It doesn't feel anything like the first Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I just found it really difficult and hard to watch. We should say that 
It's different director to the first. Different one. director. So, so yeah. Scott Derrickson did the first one, and then I think was not fired, but like clearly it came to an impasse with Marvel about the direction of this, and they got Sam Raimi in. Which people were like, "Well, great, because Sam Raimi did the Spider-Man films, so he has you know a legacy here." But yeah, the thing is, look, I've not seen the OG old Sam Raimi stuff, you know, yeah. the, the Evil Dead. But yes, he might have made Spider-Man, but that also means he made Spider-Man 3, which is rubbish. Yeah, you know, Spider-Man 3 is really woeful. And if you look at his track records of films since then, like what, Oz the Great and Powerful? Like has, has Sam Raimi pulled off an interesting big budget film That's a good point. since Spider-Man 2? Since Spider-Man 2. Yeah. That's, 50, that's like nearly 20 years ago. It's a fair point. And then I'm in, I'm in this cinema and I'm watching it on a, on a big screen and this is a film that has a budget of $200 million and it's Marvel. So it, does, it is meant to sort of represent the best of what CGI is. Yeah. This is, really, I think this is easily the most CG intensive Marvel film ever. Right. Almost every shot is digital. There's lots of like what would be studio green screen. And it has some of the best and worst CG in it. There's moments where I look, go, wow, that like like in the first Doctor Strange when yeah. you saw the mirror dimension for the first time, I was mm. like, that is really well done. I think it was nominated for an Oscar for a visual effects at the sure. time. Sure, that for me was what made the first one stand out. Like, yeah, was elevated. And it. this moment has a couple of moments where I'm like, wow, that is so cool. There's a moment where he's like being launched through different multiverses, and there's like one that's made of paint, and one okay. where he like breaks up into cubes. I'm like, oh my god, that's really good. And there's other moments where I look at it and I go, ooh, that looks really rubbery and soft, and it it doesn't really have weight. That is just a big CGI monster. And it's not because I don't I'm I don't like this kind of film. Yeah. Like I'm usually like quite quite into it. But Doctor Strange 2, I imagine, is what a lot of people really don't like about superhero films. And I think a lot of like disgruntled parents are gonna be rolling their eyes when they have to go take their kids to see this film because it's a lot of what you don't want to see if you're not into this. Yeah. And yes, it had moments where it was great, but also I, I looked at the CGI, I was like, I just don't think this looks good at all. Soft, mushy nothingness and i'm just switching off is it too long mm, only because it's gave it was giving me a headache so but how long is it i couldn't follow oh it's uh just over two hours i'd say but like i don't well, know that's short for a marvel film i'd say yeah i say it's just it. over two hours but i, I can't remember this exactly is, how long it look, is this is why i quite liked uh, or not quite liked. this is why i didn't mind eternals this is why i was okay with it <sighs> because for this it, eh, yeah probably yeah i am uh, not i'm not gonna defend it that much yeah like, i didn't, i i was amused passingly by it but when you just sell those things like, mm. yeah, i don't want to see that and it's such a shame like such a depressing i know shame. That's, like, that's exactly how i feel surely this when you have the multiverse and you have a character like dr strange surely that is the opportunity to get really innovative and really like boundary pushing and really mess with someone's head you want to have your mind messed right it's about madness and it sounds like you didn't have that at all there are there are some brilliant character reveals and there are so, so here's the thing like it jumps as i said it jumps through multiverses and there's multiple versions of characters right that's, that's all that i'll say and there are lots of new characters that are introduced but it jumps around the multiverse many different universes so often that you're introduced to some characters you meet them or you meet another version of a character and just like that they're gone they're dead they're this and then they come in and then it's like, now we're at the next thing. And we're, look at, it's like Doctor Who. Oh, we're in this futuristic oh, civilization God. where actually like we don't have to pay for food and we're here. And I'm like, okay, a new world. Boom, down, we're, we're done. Jesus. It's like what I was saying with um, 
with like, I- in case you weren't liking this scene or this universe, don't worry. The next one, we just jumped into the next one. I'm being forced fed a ba- buffet of different things. And the, vi- the villain, I was not on board for at all. I was just, I thought the character decisions for that character, I was like, that doesn't make any sense based on what I know from what I've seen. I- I'm lost. And I thought the, I thought from what I had seen from previous Marvel, I'm trying not to spoil it, from what I've seen from previous Marvel films, what this character is trying to do now doesn't make any sense. And I now don't like this person. Okay. Or I'm not. I'm not on board. Um, and like, th- there, there. It's filled with uh, MacGuffins. The book of Agon Mon Mon Mon. We got to get that to destroy the Dark Void. We got to go do that. <laughs> so it just reminded it's me just... of the, the Mummy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. It is. It's very like the, the staff of um, Amemnon Ra. Yeah, yeah, we got to yeah. go get that to do this. It's full of like wizardy bullshit. Yeah. And, uh, and when you're doing so much, so you're jumping around so much. I'm just like, I can't really care there is there's really dumb decisions which on paper would have sounded cool but aren't executed well there's a moment when dr strange is fighting a character and he gets thrown back into a piano and he puts his hands on the piano and makes the notes go on a piano and he goes he makes his look at the camera like i know what he'll do and then he starts magicking music notes from the piano and attacking the other character with music and it's like the notes are hitting and the music is now like playing off the other person when they're hit which is fine but why is that a cartoon like what, what? it's cartoon it's like full cg so imagine like a piano no, 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 my point is like like that sounds like something you'd find like a daytime cartoon like it's like ludicrous yeah. and childish like, yeah and what? it was really towards the end and i'm like what this hasn't been this isn't a cool reveal i don't care that he's using the power of music and like the chords are firing off as he's like aiming at it i'm like that's a cool idea on paper for a different film yeah but why so it sounds like they've used the multiverse sort of uh, template to sort of run through basically 20 different drafts of ideas instead of like one cohesive idea they're like here's a draft of an idea and here's a draft of an idea and here's a draft of an idea just smush it together and, and make a film it's it's a you know it, it doesn't quite really ramp up to 11 i'd say for the first 30 minutes and there's this nice moment where like dr strange the city is like being terrorized by a monster and dr strange is kind of having his like friendly neighborhood spider-man moment and i kind of liked it because he's never really been that kind of like i protect the city i i thought that was very like oh that's sam raimi dipping into his like old spider-man days to do this kind of thing and i was like yeah i like it even though the the beginning really sort of didn't sit well with me there's a i hate to sort of hate on an, an, an actress, but I, I blame it more on the writing, but um, th- this sort of young 16-year-old companion who stays with Doctor Strange for the whole, right. she's like this, per- this character who can travel through different multiverses and helps Doctor Strange go through them. I want to say the writing, the dialogue felt like, you know, like the best actor at your high school? Right. It was like, okay. oh my God, we got to like move on to the next place. Uh, no one ever believed me when I was growing up. Uh, and I, I actually think it's more the, the dialogue, writing because yeah. you have Benedict Cumberbatch, who's obviously a fantastic actor, who I think is also struggling mm. to get this this film through. And it just, I think what we said before, I just thought it was a real shame. I think I was more excited to see this film and I expected to have, not for it to be perfect, but I expected to like it. And I, I remember finishing it thinking, I definitely don't want to rewatch this when it comes out on uh. Disney+. Plus. I'm not going to want to go back into this. I don't like where the characters end up at the end. There are some very cool reveals, but it's like just standard Marvel, cool reveal for the next thing, but yeah. I, I didn't like it at all. Uh, it's a shame because well, I was going to see it and you, you sort of had it, but now you've said that, you've really maybe put the brakes on whether I actually can be bothered to crowbar in two and a bit hours, three hours I out of my to life do that to, to you do it. I don't want to like just come here and say, it's not very good. It gave me a headache and stop you from seeing it. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie to you and say, I 
don't think it will irritate well, you. Well, the thing is, there's another multiverse film out the mo- uh, coming out imminently, which has got rave reviews, which is this Everything Everywhere All at Once. I know. By, by, People by keep Daniels. messaging us to ask and if we've seen it, and I, I haven't yet. I will be prioritizing that instead to, yeah. to watch, I have to say, uh, if we're going to cover more ground. So it's a shame to hear that it's a disappointment. And uh, I, I, I think, I feel like on this podcast, I have been quite critical of Marvel recently, and I feel like I have been sending out like contradicting mm. reasons to why I don't think it's been successful. Unfortunately, like giving a director a, a, a Marvel film to just go with it, I don't think it's worked out this time. Yeah, and and I think you looked at the lead up to to the Avengers Endgame, and you think they really had to sort of have this come from one voice, and they clearly went to the Russo brothers, like, yeah. tell us the pace, tell us your voice, let's let's take let's land this plane. Yeah. And I, but I remember watching a film like Avengers Infinity War, which is balancing so many different characters in different yeah. places, different planets, yeah. but it, it was doing it well. Yeah, it works. Yeah. And I was following everything. And I think if you weren't a huge Marvel fan, you could still follow everything. Just about, yeah. That this film does not achieve that. The quality of the script is not good enough to sustain what it tries to do plot-wise. And I think that's a really huge shame. Mm.